Okay, good morning everyone. Bukir Tov. What a simcha. What a simcha. I just want to give us a bracha. That we have such strong learning this coming year. We have such learning that fills our hearts with joy. Every time we learn, it should fill our hearts with joy. Every time we learn the Torah that we learn should crack our hearts open so that the words can actually go inside and really fill us with such a sense of closeness to Hashem, closeness to all that's meaningful in this world, Be'ezrat Hashem, and that every, everyone around us, our families, our, our surroundings, our friends, any relationship that we have, that everyone reaps, every, everyone gets, everyone feels something, everyone gets something from from our, our learning. Everyone. Everyone gets something from our learning. There's such a new light in the show this month. It's just an incredible thing. And I, I, there's so many thank yous, but I just first want to make sure that we announce that this month of Elul is sponsored by our precious friend Michael Ogens and um, Alan Pomona, Josh and Marilyn Adler, in memory of Marilyn's Ima and in memory of Josh's Abba. And Mindy, in honor of the birth of twin grandsons. We still need a refuel Shlema? They're, the Brit is on Wednesday. So Sorry? The Brits on Britot are on Wednesday. The Britot are on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, a weekly sponsorship. This week is sponsored by Miriam and Avram Deutsch for their Fuhr Shlema. <coughs> Pearl Blima, uh, Bat Sarah and Lach Yashprinza, Bat Miriam. Baruch Hashem, there are many opportunities to sponsor. There's me- there are many opportunities to, to get involved. I'll just share Bekitsu. What we're going to be doing here for this for this man right now. So on Sunday mornings, we'll discuss in a second. I'll leave that for, for just a second from now. Tuesday mornings, Shoshana is at 9 a.m. here in the shul, in, in the classroom, on Tfila, I believe. Tfilah. And then on Thursdays, for the Elul's man, Elul and Tishrei's man, we're going to be delving into the world of a tzaddik who's really given us a lot of light over the years, and that's the Torah of Rav Kluger. And I'll discuss much more of what that is on Thursday morning, but it's an amazing prep to really get us in, in tune with the depth of the day of Rosh Hashanah, and then we're going to be doing, we'll have a, we'll have a day for Yom Kippur as well. And that's what we're going to be doing for now. And the men, Baruch Hashem, have a very strong schedule, so I tell, I tell the men to encourage their wives, I tell the wives to encourage their men, I tell those that need a shidduch to encourage Shamayim to have just awaken, so we have a lot of invitations to chuppahs, whenever that is, for anyone in the right time. And it should just be one, now, Baruch Hashem, with the new machon that we have here, there's a voice of Torah out of the base Midrash from, from morning, from really from Nate's, the first Nate's minion, till after Marev, every day, all day long. It's such a dream, I don't have the words to begin to express all the, all the, all the gratitude, mamash, mamash kacha. And I'm hoping that everyone had a, a really strong and healthy and beautiful, beautiful summer, as we did to my family, Baruch Hashem, we really did. And as great as it was, <laughs> as great as it was, we missed everyone very much. I mean, it was great to go, but it was great to miss. It's not so good to go somewhere and not miss anybody. That, that means that where, <laughs> where your location is, that's not, that's not so good. If you go away and you don't miss anything about going away, it's like, oh, hito. you could have a great time while you miss. So that's how we felt over the summer. We were gone for Kimat a month, and we had an amazing time, but we, we missed everyone, not just on Shabbos. And that's a beautiful thing. That's a wonderful thing. So let's go back into here. 
I've been trying to express for so long to myself what this Torah that we learn on Sunday mornings means to me. And I think, I think, I'm not sure yet, I may change my opinion, I may change the Lashon soon, I don't know. But we have really, and there are a lot of podcasts on this too, the best shears on Jewish history. Even history of like, the, the primus of things like you know, now Baruch Hashem with what we have in the world we have so many different classes explaining to us you know what was but can you imagine if like one of them in, in high school any grade really there's always history class right can you imagine if on the curriculum there was like a thing called like future <laughs> right that's pretty cool if there was like a class called future instead of just history teaching you about what's Be'ez HaShem going to be. That's not the deepest, though. The deepest, if there was a class called present, that would actually be even deeper. Kilu, <laughs> now. Now, right? Now, of course, to a, to a certain extent, in order to have this shear called present, you do need to have a shtick history, and you have to have a sense of what our tradition tells us about what the future will be. But it's so much more worthwhile living now because it's possible to live yesterday and it's impossible to live tomorrow. The Torah that I feel that have, has come out of this Sefer specifically and all of the Sfarim written by this Rav, Rabbi Reuven Sasson, is mamash that nekudat chibur. It's describing to us what is going on right now. What is going on right now? What is happening right now? Al derech hakedushah. Through, through worlds of holiness, through worlds of Masoret, and through worlds of promises of prophets for thousands of years. That's what he's taking us, the journey, now. I have, to ask, I have to apologize. At the end of last month, I said I would send out like a 20-minute recap of what we did for the last six months, and I didn't get to it. I'm going to give you a 45-second a recap instead of a 20-minute right now. All right? Just to put people, because to, today's a new parak, it's a perfect time to join this. And um, this, I've been driving this place, this machon that he has, nuts. Um, because they, they don't have, they don't even, I, we took all their stock already of all this farm that's left of this safer. And I keep on nudging them, they keep on finding, oh, they're like wondering, what is going on here with these women in Efrat? They're like, maze. Like when I hang out with them, they always look at me like, what is going on with you? Maze. Maze. Like in a, in a great way, right? So I believe that they'll pull a few more off of the shelves and we're going to find it. If not, we're going to somehow raise the money to reprint it. Until then, we have copies for those that don't have the safe thing. But, in, and actually can give these out to anyone that doesn't have the Sefer um, to give these out for today. But I'm going to just really briefly share what was learned. We started learning this, I believe, in December or in January of the previous year. And I'm going to give a little bit, mamash, piktsara, okay? It's like this. One of the jobs that the present, that we have to do right now, an avodah, that we have to do right now, is letzayer et ha'atid hashalem. And that means to draw, to visualize, to bamash, draw up for us 
what the future is going to be looking like so that we can go in to that beautiful display that we're displaying for ourselves. And we discuss the need to develop the art of visualization in order to jump into that, to make it very clear that there's something going on that we're going to be going into. In order to draw a visualization of what will be in the future, we have to first know what was. And we spent a lot of time describing what the light, what it looked like to live in Eretz Yisrael in Bait Rishon, when the Beis HaMedesh was here, and when the Shekhinah was full on, no concealment. We also then described what it was like to go out into Galut, how we lost that, and the difference between Galut and Geula. We delved deep into how small we became, how small-minded we became as a result of living in Galut, what exile, what kind of effect it had on us. It's like you could take the Yid out of exile. It's very, very hard to take exile out of the Yid. And we're still working at it today, very much so. We then spoke about how the Galut, and I'm not only speaking about physical location, I'm going to keep on reminding us, it's not just that, it's not just the physical outside of Eretz Yisrael, but we looked specifically in Torahs of the Gra, of the Gaon of Vilna, explaining to us that Galut is likened to a kever, to a, to a grave, and Geula is likened to taking a body out of a grave and experiencing Tchiat HaMetim, the resurrection of dead. We also spoke about that while we were in Galut, all, we had, all we've had to work with, like the Gemara tells us, is miyom shecharav beit hamikdash en lo lakadosh baruch hu ela daled amot shel halacha. That all we had to work with when we were in galut, in the state of being in a grave, all we had to work with to hold on to the ratzon of Hashem was just halacha. Now that doesn't mean, God forbid, that now that we're in the process of resurrection, that you don't need the halacha, chas v'shalom. And we described that, we spoke about that. Many have come to that conclusion, unfortunately. And that's bichlal wrong on many levels, and we saw it inside, and we'll see much more of this. But now the job is to prepare ourselves for the light, specifically for those of us that have chosen to move here, and even those that haven't yet chosen to move here, but have chosen to live life in a, with a geula mentality, with a redemptive mentality. The job is now to listen to what our neshamas are demanding of us. This, this, this shear is very, very deep. It's not a simple, it's a very deep shear. And when we got to this piece in the, in the learning, it really put everything in, 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 in perspective. Our souls are now demanding of us that our avodat Hashem should have a geula mentality and not galut mentality. That the way that we're religious, the way that we are observing Torah, the way we live Torah, if we, listen, if we could listen to our neshamas, the tzaddik is saying, the rav is saying, it would hear a tviyah pnimit. Tviyah, in modern Hebrew, doesn't just mean demand, it means I'm going to sue you. Right? The soul is saying, I'm going to take you to court if you don't start listening to me. And this sefer is addressing that, that, that tviyah pnimit of our souls. In order to understand the context of all of this, Rav Cook has helped us throughout the whole way. And we've spoken a lot about, and that was the, what we really ended with, is 
So why are we learning all this now? What's up with our door? What's so cool about our generation? How big is our generation? Is our generation greater than other generations? Who are we to start comparing generations? right? And yet Rav Kook already prepared us to say, okay, listen. And Rav Kook is writing all these things, you know, 100 years ago, 90 years ago. It was the 88th Yorzeit two weeks ago. So he's speaking about this a while ago. And he's speaking about Gdulat Adora Acharon, the greatness of the last generation. And he wasn't just referring to his generation, he's referring to our generation as well. How great we are and what we're up, what we're up for. That is big, wasn't 45 seconds, I'm sorry, more like three minutes, but that's a synopsis of what we did in seven months, more or less. Now, all these shurim are, of course, recorded. I think there are 16 classes of it, maybe 17. We'll continue to send them out. Those of you that aren't on our list, send me a message, I'll add you, because I don't post every shir on the Shirat David Shulis, and I don't announce everything on there. I don't want to drive everyone crazy, but on our own list of a broadcast of all these shirim, this will now, now we're going to be opening ourselves up to really, again, go back to what I said in the beginning, understand what are we doing now? What's going on right now? And it's almost as if the Rav is saying, let me explain to you why you actually made Aliyah or why your parents made Aliyah. Let me, let me explain it to you. Al-Derech HaNeshama. That's, a, that's such a gift. I wish, I, I, I wish there was a voice explaining to me why I choose anything, Al-Derech HaNeshama, right? I wish, I wish I understood my decisions better, even the good ones. <laughs> I would love to be more connected to my good decisions even better, even stronger. And you all know that in Elul, it's not tshuva overdoing Averot. That's for the whole year. Every single day I say, Slach lano avinu kichatano. In Elul, according to the Sifrei Pnimiyut, and mainly by the Ishbitzer, I'm doing tshuva for all the things I did right, but could have done them so much better, and so much deeper, and so much wiser. And that's why I always say this in Elul. There's the first two facets of intellect are Chochmah and then Bina. Chochmah is the tshuva of the whole year. It's just how I'm supposed to be a better amench and correct my wrong ways during the year. Elul is the tshuva of Bina. This is the next level of understanding, but that could have been done so much better. In this year, we're not here to like figure out how to stop doing Averot. That, that's life, you know? Here it's trying to figure out how to do the things we're already doing so much better. And that's why the Bnei Sacher says that Elul is the gematria of the word Bina. That's actually what it is. That's what we're doing right now. As you all know, I'm kind of into that name, Nachon. <laughs> so Hashem should give us the koyach and the strength to connect to trusting the inner voice of Bina that really wants to do all the good things we're doing that much better, specifically the privilege of building our lives, our homes, and raising our families here in Eretz Yisrael, B'zrat Hashem. So if you can open up the Sefer, if you have the Sefer right now, just hold, if you can, hold a little bit to later. If you open the Sefer, Daf Ein Tet, brand new chapter, Va'olech Etchem Komimiyut. Shnei Shlavei HaGeula, Daf Ein Tet. We're going to understand redemption. We're basically really understanding Geula and hopefully living Geula in this year. So Rav Sasson opens up like this, and he explains to us that Geula is a two-level process. It's a dual process with Geula. A lot of the words here, you know a lot of these words. It's stuff we say every Shabbos, specifically in the Tefillah Lishlomo Medina. This Pasuk is brought in. It comes from Parashat Bechukotai. And it's a very important word, but we don't really understand it that well. 
שני שלבי גאולה. Redemption happens on two levels, two, two stages. והולך אתכם קוממיות. I will lead you קוממיות. What is קוממיות? What's the dual language here? שתי קומות. קוממיות. We know that to be a word. We all קוממיות, a lot of... Like Aliyah uh, uh, groups that are called themselves Komemiyut, because it's, it's a very, it's, it's, it's exactly what's going on, but Komemiyut means Shtei Komot, two Komot, right? Two floors. Koma Aleph, Koma Bet. Let's understand what the Shtei Komot are. Giulat Am Yisrael Meshula Letchiat Amitim, like we said before, the redemption is likened to the resurrection of dead. שהיא כמו לידה חדשה של האדם, it's like being reborn, a new birth. וכמו הילד שבתחילה מתפתח בגופו, like a child that begins to develop first physically, ורק לאחר מכן בדעתו ובנפשו, and only later there are more of mental uh, stages of development and, and soul developments, which come a little bit at a later stage. This is the same thing when it comes to the redemption of Am Yisrael, which begins from the lower levels. The lower level is physically coming home. And it goes and develops till it comes to a development in its da'at, in its knowledge, into its heart, and it's to his ratzon. I'm sure all the parents in the room, and future parents in the room, will be able to understand this. Sometimes we see our, our children, they get bigger, they get taller, they look older, and we're shocked, we're shocked as to how young they're still acting. Right? <laughs> we're like, wait a second, you got bigger. Yes, that happened physically. It's true. You look bigger, And we're like, but and I keep on buying larger shoe sizes or whatever it is, right? Those things did happen. That's correct. However, then you realize by, I don't know, Be'ezer Hashem, many, many kids to all of us healthy children. At a certain point, you realize it doesn't always align perfectly. The, 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 the I don't like to say the mental growth, but the, um, not even the intellectual growth, but that other area of growth, development growth, character growth, does not grow, it's not aligned with the physical growth of a person. So he says, Mamash, we're shocked, we haven't gotten it together yet. How long have we been back here? <laughs> how long have we been back in Eretz Yisrael? For how long have Jews started coming home? About a hundred years, Nachon? In the, in the context of, of world history, Mazen. It's like, it's like kindergarten. So we're shocked. Like, what's the shock? And this will bring about, and I, I, I mean, this is like the hardest, most difficult word in the Hebrew vocabulary. This will enable us to understand what savlanut is all about, what patience is all about. So that we could do the work we need to do with simcha and not with frustration. Same thing with chinuch of our children. To be able to be the parents we want to be and that our kids are longing for, to do it with the proper amount of patience while looking at the larger context of things. Rav Sasson says this is exactly what's happening with Am Yisrael coming back home. Mamash, the same thing. The body has begun to come back home. 
But that's the Shlav Rishon. That's the first Shlav. The second Shlav is Hitpatchut Hadat HaLev HaRatzon. When the knowledge, when the understanding of what I'm doing here and what my job is, that happens after. That's the Shlav HaSheni. He's not making all this up. This is a very much, this is, this is all source-based, as you'll see right now. Next paragraph. If you look at throughout the Torah, you'll find this throughout the Torah and in the Nevi'im and the Prophets. That the more materialistic layer will be the first layer that gets redeemed. Which is what? That is the ingathering of exiles and the building of the land. That's going to be the first shlav. And afterwards, afterwards will come the next shlav, which we haven't fully reached the first shlav and we definitely haven't fully reached the second shlav. Which is the revelation of soul and the light of of knowledge. So I want to just, just add the last three words here before I say something outside. Hofa'at ha-kodesh kdusha will appear ve'advekuta elyona and a higher level of having this clinging and closeness to Hashem that didn't exist before. So why am I saying it like this? I had a long conversation with someone that was building a shul recently. And the person said to me, which is funny when those words appear in a very Israeli conversation. Okay, what is, what's the right word for hachala in English? Yeah, it's like to contain. Um, what we have to do now is because we came from so many different places, we have to just be in a vibe of hachala, to just contain and to make sure that everyone feels included and gathered, right? And I said to him, I had a, I had a really, like, I, I felt something very much not like that. And I said to him, the, the, the country itself has to do that. But the places where Kedusha is supposed to appear stronger have also a job of hachala, of, of containing, of... of uh, what was the, another word we said? Besides contain, inclusive. inclusive or to, to be able to, 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 to create space. Like that's a very common phrase. A lot of people that are more in the world of, uh, you know, Avodat HaNefesh are using now. Like sometimes I have so many friends that after a conversation will say, thank you so much for holding space with me. My mother heard that, overheard that one day a few weeks ago. <laughs> Holding space, mazesh. Why do you guys <laughs> grab some space together? You hold mazesh right? But you know, you know what I'm. I'm sure you're more. You're, 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 or none of you have heard. No, you've heard this this time, right? Let's let's share space together. Like, aren't we all sharing space together? Like, you know, holding space, right? So that's what the that's what the person in the conversation was speaking to me about. It's like like No, no. The, the, the country, right? the whole thing, the whole Indian of kibbutz galut. Nefesh benefesh has to hold space. You know what I mean? The places that we go to to nourish our soul, which should be more than the shul, but it starts there, are there so that we could lehachil et haneshama shelano. 
we're here now in Eretz Yisrael on the second level of Geula after the body has returned in order to even build the Kalim for my own Neshama. Most of us are, are so not aware of how amazing we are, of how big we are, because we don't have the Kalim to, dis- to discover our souls. And that's what the whole world of Primut Torah is trying to give us in a nutshell. It's not deep vorts. It's giving us the tools to access our soul. I heard Rav Weinberger Shlita say on Friday, he said he doesn't believe that anyone can understand who they are unless they've learned Tanya inside out. Why? What? Why Dafka Tanya? Because anyone that's learned the Tanya sees that the Alter Rebbe lays it out for us as clear as possible and with such a methodology of here, this is what the soul is about. This is the Nefesh Elokit, this is the Nefesh Ba'amit, these are the three garments of the soul, these are the Midot, and all these things, and it's an amazing, amazing process. After you learn like that so much, you're like, wait, I have to contain myself. I have to get, I have to have a place to contain my own light. Right? So containing the goof, we're working on constantly. Containing the neshama, we're working on constantly as well. These are the two shlavim of geula. They should never be on the cheshbon of each other, ever. They should be in a in a geula world. It should work in perfect harmony. The 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 kelim for the goof to feel comfortable and healthy, and the kelim for the neshama to feel like it has a place in this world. Because he says over here, the last thing he said was. Hofa'at kodesh that Kodesh appears, that, which will bring to Dvekut Elyona, to a higher level of Dvekut. He continues, bottom line, Yesh omnam shlavim rabim It's true, there are many different stages within the process of Geula. Ach but to speak about in general terms, Efshar lechalekat ha-Geula lishnei shlavim merkaziyim. But really, what we're doing here, he says, we could really divide Geula into two main, main shlavim, main, main stages. Komata guf ve komata neshama. The body and the soul. Kach musbar basfarim, this is what's explained in the svarim. Shekodem kol tzricha lavoa geula hafizit, baguf. But first of all, what needs to appear is physical redemption in the body. Verak achareha geula ruchanit. And we've, we described that, that's really in, I have to pull out that shear from last year, where we explained the process of Tchiat HaMetim. Tchiat HaMetim is first all the bones gathering together. This is not our invention, this is what's written. The bones all coming together, the body coming together, in order to then blow in it a new ruach, a new soul. So first gufani, then ruchani. And he explained, and he, and he likens this to things that have happened in our past. Just like leaving of Egypt first came before Matan Torah. What's the Geula of Mitzrayim? Body. What's the Geula of Matan Torah? Soul. Just like a person's born. First the body appears. And only later on does the dat develop, as much as we'd love to look at our babies and say, wow, you know, what they know, we'll never know. It's, it's nice. 
But it's, for this world, it doesn't really help me. Nachon? The dat comes a little bit later on. So too is the redemption of Am Yisrael. First, on the, on the materialistic atmosphere, and he's going to show us in this parak, we're going to get into the heart of Yechezkel Hanavi. What do we know about Yechezkel? What are some of the things we know about Yechezkel Hanavi? I just learned that he was the only prophet to prophesize after Israel. Who else like, thought that there's no, we're gonna, it's coming up Yom Kippur, but was someone else that wasn't aware of this and he attempted to run away if Meret Yisrael? Right, Yonah too, Nachon. What else do we know about Yechezkel? What is he speaking about, Yechezkel? Yeah, but he's not mm-hmm. speaking. He's sort of pantomiming most of it, which is Nahon, also... Nahon. The way he gives over his nevuah is different. Yechezkel is a different story. Yechezkel, you know, we had to... I don't, remember if, I don't remember if this was for the Bagrut or... It's just... It, it's, such a, it's such a place in me that I, I, uh, I have to forgive myself because in high school, you know, they taught us Yechezkel. Yechezkel, talking about Tchiat Amitim to, you know, to modern 14-year, 15-year-olds, but we're under the, you know, the assumption that we know Yechezkel, because we learned it in Yechezkel is so now. Yechezkel is describing today. Talk about the present. The Navi Yechezkel is what's happening right now in our lives. Literally, in the most literal sense. Let's learn a little bit Yechezkel. Chapter 36, He says like this. These words are amazing because it's happening right now. This is the, that's the first part that's been happening. Now the second part is what we're waiting for. Chaim David has an amazing nigun to the following words. Look into it because you're going to be saying it a lot. Come Yom Kippur. Vezarakti alechem ma'im tehorim. I'm going to spritz upon you pure water. Utehartem mikol tumotichem umikol gilulechem ateretchem. Venatati lachem lev chadash veruach chadasha eten bekirbechem. I'm placing within you a new heart and a new spirit. I'm placing in your midst. And the next one is the deepest. I'm going to be removing the rock of stone that's placed in your flesh. And I'm going to give you a heart of flesh. Have we ever seen this before? Why does Rabbi Nachman, even though he died in Uman and he lived in other places, why is it that he was very makpid that his... Hasidim should be known as Breslavers, because he says that's what he was basically trying to do to them. Breslav is otiot lev basar. He was trying to remove rock of stones from them and give them a lev, a lev basar. It's, what, it's, it's, it's from the nevuah of Yechezka. I have such an achas from the chevri here. You know, we, we have this Friday morning chabura, hachanal Shabbat. It's been, it's, been, it's been a dream. Because it really sets the tone and the conversations after that that happen at people's Shabbos tables is what we come back to all the time. And also because in today's era of social media, you never know who's listening at what given moment. At the, two weeks ago, 10 days ago, 
we had a shir about the importance of singing Shabbat Zmirot at the Shabbos table. And it's based on the teachings of Rav Yaakov Meir Shechter. And someone, I got a letter later that day, or, or no, no, on Sunday. And the letter was from a friend of ours that lived somewhere else in the country, a, an old friend of mine with children at you know, teenage ages and a bit, a bit younger. And he was describing how he, he took the advice of the Chabura and for the first time he implemented Shabbos Nagunim at, uh, at the table, thinking his kids wouldn't, he didn't do it till then because he thought his kids weren't interested. His kids were recognizing the songs. And he was wondering, wow, did I teach you these songs? Like, he's like, no, but when we go to our friends' houses, they sing it and we've learned it from there. So he got this dagger in his heart and he said, you know what, I'm going to try this more. He said that he had the most exhilarating Shabbos ever because he was singing with his kids at the table and it brought to such a Kesha, right? After I shared that letter at this past Friday morning Chabura and one of the Chavra, one of the Giborim here, one of the vulnerable Chavra that are willing to like learn in order to actually grow and not learn in order to know. You know those Chavra? Two different worlds, right? Learn in order to grow as opposed to learn al menat ladat, right? It's in order to grow. He wrote me after Shir, he's like, wow, that was a dagger right into my lev ha'evan. That's what he used. That's the terminology he used. That letter ripped a dagger right into his heart of stone, and he began this Shabbos singing Zmirot with, slowly, slowly, singing Zmirot with his children. So the Mighty is saying, Geula is all about removing the heart of stone and, play, and receiving a new heart. It's called Lev Basar, the heart of flesh. A heart that feels. That's what a heart of flesh is, re, is referring to over here. Continue the Navi. Ve'et ruach, ve'et ruchi, my spirit, Hashem is saying, eten bekir bechem. Ve'yishavtem ba'aretz asher natati la'avoteichem. This is how you sit in the land which I gave your fathers. This is how you sit in Eretz Yisrael. This is how you're my nation. And I will be for you a God, like this, the way that he described it over here. And then all the tumas, all the effects of galut, it's all, don't worry. All those layers, all those subconscious or subconscious effects that years of exile living had on you will be removed. I'm going to redeem you from them. There'll be no poverty here. Now we know, us coming back to Eretz Yisrael, those chunk of years, we don't, something that's downplayed. What was basically the, what was the, the most difficult thing when we came back to Eretz Yisrael? Physically. Food. Food. As, as, as simple as it is. Food, the most basic thing. Here the Navi is saying, when you come back like this, the Dagan should get bigger. It's not what we're referring, meaning the Shechunah, but what's Dagan? Grain, meaning nourishment, right? Physical nourishment. I will, I will bring more and more of that. I think we're seeing that in Eretz Yisrael. I think there's an abundance, Shefa of food here that was never like what we have today. It was never like this, ever. Maybe since Bayit Rishon, I don't know, but it was definitely never like this. I could really, as someone that's been here since 1989, I could see it, mamash, just in the last 30 years, 30-something years, 
this shefa of food was never, was unprecedented. It was never like this. What is Rav Sasson saying when we look at Yechezkel? We're saying clearly, the beginning, the first shlav is coming home. In gathering of exiles. And only after... This is the sprinkling of the purifying water. Describing the throwing of the purifying waters, which bring about the purification of the heart from any impurity which afterwards brings about a removal of a heart of stone and the placement of a heart of flesh. I'm so tempted to ask you a question that's going to disrupt the rest of Shia. Let, let me finish the page, and then I'm going to ask a Shia that's going to disrupt. I'm going to ask a Shia that's going to disrupt, okay? But it's good. That's what we're, here. we're not here to know. We're here to grow. So let, let, we're going to do it. And he continues with Yechezkel. Following Perak, Hinani Lokahid Bene Israel ni Benagoim Ashir al Husham, the Kibatsi Otam Misaviv, the Veti Otam Eladmatam, the Loitamu Otbigulahem, Vishikutsem, Vihol Pishahem, the Oshati Otam Mikol Moshvotehem, Asher Hat Ubahem, the Tiharti Otam, Vayuli Laam, Vani Eyelahem Lelohim. בפסוקים אלה אנו רואים כי תחילה מתבססת הקומה החומרית אחרי הקומה הרוחנית ואימם באה גם ברכה נוספת לקומה החומרית He's describing the two stages, right? But he's saying that what ends up happening is that after the רוחני is also attended to who benefits is a ברכה for it's, it's amazing what he just showed us you think, okay, you come back home, that's the bracha, you're all able to come back home. Then he's saying, okay, the ruah, the koma ruchanit, the spiritual koma will also be, you know, removal of heart of stone, the chule. But then he says, but the bracha is for the, for the koma rishona, for the first stage, the shefa. So here, what did he describe to us? He described to us in the last two pages one word. Which word? Komemiyut. That's, that, that, that's all that's been right now. Mm-hmm. All we've been doing is just explaining and understanding one word, What's the question that I have? And it's a question that I think about every day. And I'm sure you do too. In order for this to happen, can this happen individually or is this something that can only happen on a cloud? Don't answer too fast. Just sit with the question for a second. Okay? And if you don't understand the question, we could, we could never air it. But again, can this, what we just described, what Yechezkel Anavi says, can this take place on an individual, even if it's an individual group, or for this level of Geulah to take place, can that only happen when we're speaking about the Klal? How do you understand Yechezkel, Pshat of Yechezkel? Right? 
But I think in order for it to happen, it first needs to happen to us individually. And then it can happen to groups of people So, so your answer is really uh, not both. Your answer is actually the individual, the individual, based on what you. I'm just, ex- I'm right, just explaining right, what you right, said. No, right. that's okay. I'm not. <laughs> keep your answer. That's fine. I'm just. <laughs> it's very good what you're saying, but I think what you're saying actually means no. That it's individual. What will happen afterwards is said there, but based on the way that you're understanding Yecheska, is that it, 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 it is a, it, it's an individual. Explain. Do we, so this is very, this leads me to the next question. So do we call that Geula? The first Shlav? The first Shlav? Because it's more like calling it Kom. Or... <laughs> Kumi. Well, actually, this book, listen, this Sefer is called Kumi Ori. Actually, Lori, this Sefer is very much connected to how you're describing it. Kumi Ori. What should first get up? My light. Ori, Ha'or Sheli. Ha'or Sheli. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I push it. I mamish can't hear, and I really want to take in every word. It can't be complete until it's everybody. Okay, does do, do these have any nafkaminas lemaisa? That, that that sounds very yeshivish, I know, but there's a kolo here now, so it's it's I've gotten back to. Okay, nafkamina. How do you say that nafkamina lemaisa? Does this do these have any practicals? <laughs> right. It still doesn't help, right? That's, even that English is like yeshivish. Yeah. Um, do, do these have any these opinions here? Do they? Um, no, help me out. Practical ramifications for either side. For either side. So they, they, they do. They have, they have many. They have many halachic practical ramifications as well. Because there are certain things that we do when we're living in a state of geula that we don't do when we're not in a state of geula. What's a great one? Happens every seven years also. <laughs> Loads of the mitzvot hatluyot ba'aretz play a role here. Meaning, these have these are not just spiritual nafkaminas. These have actually a lot of different statements about how we live. A lot of lemaisa of our Jewish life. A lot of it, not just here, not just in thought or in heart, but actually, actually lemaaseh as well. That's why these questions are very important. Very, very important. There are a lot more questions that come out of this, a lot more. But one thing is amazing. Before trying to crack these codes, I want us to do the following. I want us to say two words and mean it from the bottom of our hearts before we continue learning. Ashreinu shezachinu. To learn this Torah and feel any personal connection to this is just as important as anything monumental in our lives. Anything. Ashrenu shezachinu to be part of a parsha like this. Had you brought this text to any of our grandparents when they were our ages, 
they'd laugh or they'd cry. They'd laugh because they'd say, stop, don't, don't tease me with this. Yeah, very funny. Or they'd cry because they'd say, don't you dare tease me with this stuff. This stuff is what my soul has been longing for. To be part of a conversation like this, my soul has been longing to be part of this conversation for 2,000 years. You don't, you don't, don't make fun of it. It's not, it's not something you make fun of. And yet here we are. We're learning Torahs like this. We're learning Yechezkel Anavi. And I'm asking very personal questions about myself. What a dream. What a dream. Now I go back to why I have a hard time that they teach this in, in high school. Because if they taught it in high school, like way we're learning it, there could be certain lights. With, I don't know. It could be. Certain lights would go off in terms of the child's awareness of what they're living in the midst of at a much younger age and not play catch-up at a later stage in life. I trust our children's um, um, intake much, mamash, more and more. I'm seeing it. But they're hopping. They're, they're light years ahead of, in speed in terms of their intake. So it's very important for me because we're going to be learning a lot of, of, Nevu, of Navi in this year and a lot of Rav Kook, and a lot of things that we're going to have to really work with to see like, what it means to understand the present. But I don't want us for one second to let go of the amazing schut, that this is something that we're A, learning, and B, that it has any shayachut to me. And it does. It has the most shayachut to us on the most practical level that, that there is. So when we say, Ashreinu shezachinu, I, in, in front of you, I just want to give Shevach to Hashem. That this is the type of Torah that we get to learn. It fills my heart. It fills my heart. It, it humbles me. It, it uh, overwhelms me. It overwhelms me. But it has to be escorted with davening. I think I may have freaked the Chevra from the, from the Kolel out on the first day. Because I told them that, I mean, some of the wives are here, you'll tell me. Um, I told them that one of the things that they ha- they're going to be having to do with all their learning, and they're learning very chazak stuff. They're learning for hours every day. They're learning Gemara Be'iyun in the mornings. They're learning Pnimius in the afternoons, Alter Rebbe, Rav Kook, a bunch of different things. And I said to them, the only way we will be going on to next subjects is, of course, if they first have to write a tefillah. They lo- some of them looked at me like, you know... Right at tefillah. And um, it's very important that a tefillah escorts our learning, specifically in this year. Because we're, 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 really, we're really doing avodah to live. Like Rav Sasson was saying, the way that your avodah Hashem is in a state of geula is very different than your status, the way you serve Hashem in galut. The way you keep halacha is very different than the way you keep halacha with exile mentality. Not just mentality. Lemaisa, also pract- like we saw, also practically how I keep Torah, how I keep Halakha, right? So I, again, we're going to stop here. Hashem should have Rachmanut on us and just give us a Shefa of, of Hitkarvut to these words. They should really, really sink in very, very deeply. We'll continue with this on Sunday morning and start something beautiful, brand new Thursday morning. Bezat Hashem, and just, uh, I should, I'm going to change it in the schedule. Just be practical. Because of Kriyat Torah on Thursday mornings, I've never started a shir at 9 o'clock. We're going to start at 9.15, okay? Thursday mornings is going to be a 9.15. I don't want 
Every minute counts. I'm not just sitting around waiting. You're more than welcome to start a silence chabura for 15 minutes, starting at 9 a.m. If that's what you want. I already told the chav, I already made an announcement this morning in Shir. Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursdays, men can't leave their talesim, their tefillin in here during davening to come back in. It's like, this is your zman, your space, and I want you to feel just like as comfortable as possible. Okay. Shukran, everyone.